my crafty friends and welcome to ACB Crafters, where we learn and teach each other in order to make crafting accessible to the blind and visually impaired. We hope you enjoy this episode. I think. Yeah, this is Debbie Armstrong. Okay. If not a good time to ask a question, you can call on me later. I want to be polite. Well, that's fine. What's your question? Okay, so I know how to knit. I learned to knit from Davy Hulse's book. Oh, that's a good a book. Yarn. And, yeah. um, and I also learned a pearl from his book. But now I'm stuck because whenever I try to switch between knit and pearl, I always add an extra stitch. And I know you're supposed to put the yarn in a particular position to keep that from happening, but I haven't figured out what he's talking about. Huh. Um, it could... Yeah, do you add an extra stitch when you're doing the, the pearl part or the... Uh, when I go or, back to knit from pearl, it seems like I'm adding an extra stitch. Or when I go back to... Be, okay. The way I do it, when I purl, um, I bring the yarn in front of my needle and then go um, through the stitch on the left-hand needle. And it could be that when you're knitting, you're doing the same thing and you're doing yarn over. Because that'll that'll increase. But I'm um, not getting a hole. I'm just getting an extra stitch. Yeah. The yarn over would give me a hole because he had a lot it of would. yarn over patterns that yeah, I was able yeah. to do fine. It was when I started to get to where I was, I can purl good and I can knit good. But when I switch between them, that's when things get messed up. Mm -hmm. So I haven't been able to do any complicated patterns until I figure <clears throat> out what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think is is maybe you're you're putting your yarn over your needle. Um, you know, maybe it is some sort of a yarn over. I'm not really sure. Hmm. Um, All right. Well, we'll let someone else ask, but if anybody else has a thought, they could chime in. Anybody else has a thought on, on uh, how to help Debbie with that? Yeah, Janie, I do. Um, I, and this is something I learned the hard way because I had that problem when I started. Um, when you purl, if you're in the middle of a row, when you're knitting, your yarn is basically in the back of your stitch. And when you, when you pull your yarn to where you want to purl, you don't want to go around your needle. You want to go between your needles. If you're at the end of the row, when you're knitting, your yarn is uh, basically in the back of the stitch. And you want to pull it toward your, like, toward your face and hold it there. And then put your stitch through the needle the way he says to put your, your needle through the stitch. I bet that's what I'm Aww. doing, you guys. Does that make sense? It does. I just don't want to take up more time. The beginners need help, too. Oh, absolutely. Jeanette, Sorry, I'm late. Um, no, but talking. you asked for ideas, so I just, that's what my hand was raised for. Okay, okay. So you're good. Did Jeannie come in? I thought she did. Jeannie, yes, Jeannie finally got in here. Oh, here. good. Oh, no, okay, good. You're going to give me a heart attack doing this to me. <laughs> well, I was about to have a heart attack. My one touch dialing wasn't dialing the whole thing, and Ooh. I had to look it up and write it down. And I'm not good at doing those numbers fast. So, oh. <laughs> okay. Um, well, we've had. How okay? Um, 
for the beginners, um, we've, we've learned two ways to cast on and we've learned any, any number of ways that people knit and, uh, and so are there any questions on that stuff before we learn something else? Any hands? I have a question. Okay. Oh, go ahead. This is Donna. Okay. So when I did cast on, um, after I finally learned how to do it right, I cast it on um, 25. And I've gotten quite a ways now. I'm like a good foot down. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm figuring I'm making a scarf at this point, and I'm okay with that. I will have to switch skeins, I'm assuming. <laughs> maybe you not. will. Um, maybe. You Depends might. Depends on how long is. you want it. Um, yeah. Well, I'm well, only four four eleven, so I'm not like that's why I didn't make it real oh, wide because okay. I'm a tiny person, okay. and I don't like when they're really wide. Um, and so, um, for me, this looks wide enough for me as far as the yeah. twenty five. The long, um, you know, I'm I'm four eleven, so it's only gonna go so long. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I'm assuming sometimes soon we'll learn how to add on or, and also eventually I'll learn I'll need to know how to cast off. But I'm more so am concerned about if I run out of yarn, you know, before I'm done, how do I add on? You probably have a ways to go. And I know you're not going to want to hear this, but I'll bet Jane is thinking the same thing. There are different ways that we do it. The way that I do it might not be the way that she does it. So, but there are different ways. If, if, Unless you have a tiny skein, though, you've got a ways to go before you're going to have to do that. But yeah, I'm, I'm only like halfway through it. It's about half mm -hmm. the size it was. Okay. So the way I do it, and, and this is contrary to what some books say and perhaps to what some other people say, and that there are several ways that you can do it and other ways may look better than the way I do it but um, some books will tell you to do this when you're at the beginning of a row I prefer not to do it at the beginning of a row but what I do is I leave a little of you know like a few inches of the skein that I'm about to run out of and then I put a few inches of the new skein next to it and I kind of, with my fingers, twist those together to help hold them. And so for the first few stitches, I'm actually knitting with a double strand of yarn because, you know, it's the, what's left of the old skein and then what starts of the new skein. Uh -huh. And I do that for a few stitches. And then I just keep going. And then if there are any ends sticking out from that later, when I do my weaving in ends, I just snip the parts that are sticking out. So that's the way I do it. And I'll bet there are people on here, probably Jane and Jeanette and possibly others who do it other ways. So feel free to share, guys. Sarah has her hand raised. Oh, there I am. I think I'm here. Um, yep. Could, I know, I know how to cast on by, you know, around your thumb and stuff. But you were talking about knitting for your cast-ons. 
Yep, that's Jane's baby, so I'm going to let her explain that if she wants. Could you go over that again? I mean, to help with that, I can. So when you do a knit cast on, um, first of all, do you know the orientation of front and back on your needles and all that good stuff? Which cast on are you talking about? The knit cast on. So you know that the front of the work is is going away from you. Uh, sorry, the front of the work is the work uh, like closest to your face. The back of the work is like going way, way away from you. Like if you had a dishcloth okay. in your hand, the front would be like if you put your hand between your chest and the dish uh -huh. and the dishcloth. The back of the work would be on the other side. So okay. you are going to make a slip knot. Do you know okay. how to make a slip knot? Yes. Okay. I've got it already. You're gonna here. <laughs> make a slip knot. Now you're gonna go from I say the bottom of from underneath your work, from the bottom to the top. Go from the right side of your needle to the left side of your needle. You're going to go put your right. Are you right-handed? Um, actually, I'm left-handed, but I'm, I'm knitting right-handed. You're knitting right-handed. So. Okay. Yes. So if you have your, your slip knot needle on your mm -hmm. left, in your left hand, you're going to mm -hmm. hold your slip knot because you don't want it to fall off. Just kind of pinch it between your thumb and your next finger. Okay. And then you want to put your right hand needle going from underneath to uh, above your needle. And the two needles will actually end up parallel to each other, but they'll both be inside your slip knot. Oh, okay. But they're All parallel. Right. Okay. Now yeah. your right hand, your slip knot has yarn coming off it, correct? On the right hand side. Yes. Okay. You're going to yes. take that yarn and you're going to wrap it counterclockwise. So it's at Counter. the three o'clock position. You're going to go around in between your two needles. So like the oh. 12, the 11, the nine, the six, and back to the three o'clock. And where it's going to land is inside that loop that's that where where your right hand that your right hand needle is on. So you have the the loop that you put your needle through that's part of your slip knot. You have mm -hmm. the yarn on top of it and you have your left needle in the slip knot as well. I'm on a and it, and, it, and it doesn't have that extra I might need yarn wrapped around it. Yeah. No, the left hand right. does not. Right. Now okay. what you're going to okay. do, and you can do this a couple of ways, but the way people seem to like to have it explained the best is you're going to hold that slip knot with your left hand because you don't want it to come off. You're going to pull your right hand needle toward you. And the goal is to hold your working yarn so it doesn't come out from where you've wrapped it around. And you want to pull that needle point so that it goes through the slip knot back toward your chest. And if you've done oh. that correctly, your left hand needle is going to be now in front of, but 
sort of like in a cross position in front of your right hand needle with your slip knot still on it. Okay. Then you're going to take the stitch from your right hand needle and you're going to take it off that needle. Just make it bigger. Take it off that needle. And you can do it one of two ways. You can lift it off or you can take your left hand needle and just dip it into it and let it slide out to the left hand needle. Oh, and then you slide that neat that stitch on the right the left hand needle. On the left the hand needle. Left, left, left hand. So now needle. you've got two stitches on your and left. Now you got correct. Oh, okay. And then you're gonna go into that got stitch it. that you just made and do the whole thing all over again. So, so I put the both needles through the last stitch I made, not both. Correct. Just, just, just through the one you just oh, made. And you're going to start it. all I over think, again. Yeah. Put it through, wind through, it around counterclockwise yeah. from Counter. 9 to 12 to 11 to 6 and yeah. back to 9. And oh, then you're going to dip that okay. right-hand needle through the loop. And then you're going to take that okay. stitch off your right-hand needle. And put it's, it on your left hand. Put it on it's left. just like knitting, except the last step of the four is different. Instead of lifting the stitch off the left needle and putting it on the right hand needle, you lift it off the right hand needle and put it on the left. So put it the on first the three left. steps are the same as for knitting. Yes. And, and that's the why step is different. That's why beginner oh. um, knitting teachers often teach this way mm -hmm. because it's a good, strong cast on. And then all you're going to oh. do is build on. I think it's a lot easier what you learned. Did we ever answer yeah. the question Thank when you. I left before? There we were talking about different ways to to start a new skein. No, and... because somebody else asked another question. Oh, okay. Um, but because... I, I did answer. I answered the question the way I do it, and I said, "How do you I'll do it?" Shane has a different. Well, I just. Um, I, I don't start it at the beginning of a row. I find it easier to do in the middle of a row. Yeah. But I have a few inches left of my previous, you know, of the skein I'm about to run out of. And then I put that next to a few inches of the new skein. And I, I kind of twist them together with my fingers. And so for a few stitches, I'm going to have a double oh, strand. Wow. Anyway, I that's have, the easiest. I've never done that. That's sort of like the Russian twist. Um, Basically, yeah, except the, the Russian, Russian twist, I think you split it, so you don't have yeah, the, you, the you, full, yeah. You, you bend it back on itself, and you, you stitch it together with yarn, and you put the other piece of yarn through it, and then you stitch that together on itself. Um, it's so, easier with, with um, thicker yarn. So, yeah. So anyway, I so, do it at the beginning of a row. A lot, but, that's what a lot of books say to do. How do you yeah. do it at the beginning? So if you do it at the beginning of a row, what I do is I cut off um, my the end of my skein. I make sure there's at least six inches because you want enough room to weave in right. your ends. And you also want enough room so that if for some reason or other you end up taking back to the beginning of that skein, mm. you're not going to lose your yarn, you'll be able to find it again. So what I do is I take my new skein, I measure the amount of yarn from the beginning to about the same length. And then I put them together and I, I clip them. 
and let them hang down. You can clip them a number of ways with a twisty, with a, um, uh, by um, the, the, the using, um, you know, the bread uh, ties, bread ties, the bread yeah. ties that oh. have holes in them. Clippy meaning put them those. together. Meaning putting them together. So okay. I wind mine around the bread ties that have holes. And then I take my working yarn and I just start the row as if I normally would. That's a but great idea. What, it's, what it does is it gets your yarn out of the way. When you unclip it, when you're done, you can take one strand and go down the side and one the other strand and go back up the other way. And while I've done it the way Jeannie does it, for some projects, if the yarn is too bulky, it really shows. So yeah. I have used that method, but I'm very careful about when and how I use it. Okay, so basically what you're saying is you, 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 took, you took the two, you put them together, and then you cut the yarn you don't want to cut the yarn from the new skein because you want to keep following it. No, I just measure the, the end of the new skein so that when I it begin, so it, it isn't any longer than the end okay. from the old skein. Okay, okay. And then you um, just start knitting them together is what you're saying? Nope. And then I, I don't worry about the old skein I, because now I've clipped that or tied it so it's all taken care of. And then I just start oh, okay. with my new skein. And then you, you just weave the ends. Gotcha. And is then that, I weave the ends. Is that better? Um, if you did that in the middle of a row, would that work also? Why do you do it at you the You can do it in the middle of a row. Uh, just most of the people who've taught me knitting taught me to do it that way. Um, I might try that. That is so cool. And then it'll, it'll stay. I mean, after you've done a couple so, of rows, you can take the bread tie off. So you're basically just... So you're basically just get, taking the bread tie, holding it together, and starting to use them and knitting and knitting with both of them together till you run out of the two together no, and keep going. No, I never knit with no. both together. No, that, that's what I do. I, I'm the okay. I'm so the I'm, rebel. Con no. I'm confused. <laughs> I put this, the okay. two Yours sounds ends. easier, but I want to get it. Okay, I put the two ends together so that I, you know I measure the new one by the old one. Uh -huh. But then once I've clipped it with the, with the, um, with the bread tie, and if, and if your yarn is too thick, you can use one on each of the, of the strands that you've measured and just use two of them. Uh, then sorry. I pick up my new skein. I trace with my finger past where it's clipped, pick up the new working yarn from the new skein and start to... Uh, do my row with the new working yarn. So yeah, then there's other put two are just hanging down there. <clears throat> That's correct. Out of the way. That's so I, cool. I think I understand. I'm not sure. I may ask again. Sorry about that That interruption. <laughs> um, so I think I get it, but I'm not sure. Let me think about it a little bit and I'll let you know. Okay. That's a great idea. Um, Jeannie, what do you think we should um teach pearl now or just teach bind off maybe we should teach them how to bind off what they've done with their practice uh, where do y'all how how do y'all feel about it are you feeling really comfortable about the knitting and are any of you close to needing to bind off 
or do you want another week or another two weeks of, of practicing with that? Definitely. Because okay. okay. I'll be done long before okay. then, but I'm not ready to bind off yet. But I just, okay. I just needed to know how to okay. add in case I needed to. But I may be, yeah. I don't know. I mean, in a couple of days, I may be ready to bind off because it's moving fast. Well, you know, <laughs> if, if somebody needs to bind off, you can write to uh, the people in ACB Crafters and, and I give them permission to give you, give you my phone number and I can talk you through the bind off. Cool, thank you. you. you know, ahead of time. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure Jeannie too. If you too. guys would be interested in teaching the bind off, and then this will be podcasted as well. So when they're ready, they can go back and listen to it. That's a great idea, guys. too. Okay. It'll be okay. like being with you anyway. All right. Do you want to do it, Shane, or do you want me okay. to do it? Okay, I'll do it. I'll it doesn't do it. matter to me. Okay. I'll do it. Um, I think we probably do this the same. Yeah. Um, can I? And, and Well, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not go gonna, ahead. Go, what? Well, I was going to say, when I bind off, I usually use, a needle that's one or two sizes bigger than um, what I'm knitting with because if I don't, I end up with a really tight bind off, a lot tighter than my cast off. That's but, a good but, idea. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, um, what you do when you start a new row, um, you knit two stitches. So you've got, my phone's talking to me. Um, so you, you have two stitches on your right hand needle and then you, the, the bottom one of those two, you lift it up, you can pull it out with your fingers and lift it up and over the other one. Um, so that's why it, it's really helpful if your yarn is near the points of your needles and not so close that it's going to fall off, but maybe an inch back. So you lift the bottom one over the top one and drop it off the back. And now you've got one stitch on your right hand needle. And it's always a good idea to just to pull your stitches out so that you can try to keep them loose. And then you knit another stitch. And now you've got two on your needle, your right hand needle again, you do the same thing. So just all the way uh, down that row, you knit two, you lift one off and throw it over the back. And, and you do it again. You knit another one and then you've got two and then you um, lift the bottom one off over the top one and pitch it off the back. And, and you keep on going until you come to the end. Now, when you come to the end, there's a thing you have to do, but does everybody understand the, the basic concept so far? No. No, okay. Okay. Jeannie, you want to try to? <laughs> I don't know that I'll do it any different than you. Okay. But, okay, so so this is going to be your bind off row. You're going to start a new row. You're going to knit two stitches. So now, as Jane said, you have two stitches on your right-hand needle. Everybody okay so far? We're going to call them stitch number one and stitch number two. Okay? And you're going to... And this will be especially, I think, easy for those of you in loom knitting to understand because you've been doing this already. But you're going to kind of pull up on stitch number one and you're going to lift it up over stitch number two and off the needle. But you're going to leave stitch number two on the needle. All right. I find so that now, when I do that, when I do that, I stick my left thumbnail up under stitch number two and hold it down. 
with my thumb definitely want to thumbnail stitch number two on there yeah yeah you want to leave that one but but when you lift stitch number one off and over stitch number two you want to make sure stitch number whatever the one that stays on there too stays put so i hold it down with my thumbnail and and then and i don't do that because i don't really have nails <laughs> so then if once you've done that then all of a sudden that stitch is number one and now you're going to knit another stitch off of your left hand needle and that stitch is going to be number two the one on top is number two so then you lift number one up over number two and drop it off the needle but you always want to keep stitch number two on there and then that'll become number one you'll knit your next stitch and lift that first stitch up over stitch number two and drop it off does that make any more sense i think i basically said the same thing jane said but maybe yeah that makes more sense help. okay all right cool so and you're going to do that until you get all the way to the end and you're going to be with one stitch left. And do you want to take over from here, Jane, on how you, different people probably do different things and um, on this part too, but you want to leave at least six inches, maybe even a little more because you can always weave in your ends and then cut off. So you want to leave at least six inches of yarn and you want to cut it and then I put it through that stitch and make, you know, kind of a, a loop and pull up on it so there's a knot and it's not going to come unraveled. Does that make sense? Because you don't, you don't want your knitting to come unraveled. And then after you do that, then if you don't have one, eventually you want to get what is sometimes called a big darning needle. And you can use that to weave your ends in because you can't just leave them hanging out there um, you've probably got about six inches where you began your knitting where you did your cast on and now you'll probably have at least six inches where you did your bind off and so you have to try to neatly weave those into your knitting and just for anyone who cares that's probably my least favorite part of knitting i do not like to sew uh, and but but that's how you bind off. So questions? No questions? Wow. What happened? <laughs> no hands raised? Okay. So no hands. You did no good. Hands. Okay. Well, all right. Well, that's how you do your bind off. And I'm, I'm glad y'all are knitting. Is everyone having... Um, success in knitting. We know Donna is. Donna's getting that scarf going. She's going to, since she's nice and short, she's going to have one in, in no time at all. Right, Donna? And how about some of you others? Are you doing okay on your beginning knitting? Are you understanding it? I surely will. I might have by the time we're done here. Do what, Kayla? I was going to say, mine is going really well at um, also. So I'm doing okay. well at keeping the same number of stitches each time, which I'm super proud Good. of. And I have yeah, that was half of a scarf, maybe more than half a scarf. Awesome. All right. So I have, else? Uh -huh. I have a suggestion. Uh -huh. um, sometime during this call, maybe, 
and we talk a little bit because some things that's been confusing me a little bit of her okay. yarn and needle choice and all of that so that we understand Absolutely. Mm -hmm. okay um yarn comes in several and i don't know what specifically you want to know but yarn comes in several different weights and you know it feels different like worsted is sometimes assigned the number four and that's um like a lot of your cotton yarns like you do a dish towel with they're worsted so they're not real thick but they're they're thick enough that they're pretty easy to feel and work with and then we have bulky which is numbered five um and it's a little thicker than the worsted. And then your super bulky is number six. And they do get higher than that. I have some that's called Fun Fur. I think it's about an eight, but I've never even tried knitting with it. Um, and I like using bulky and super bulky. Now, there are also thinner yarns. There's DK and Fingerling and Sock Yarn, and those get down to, like, three and two weights and and I personally don't work with those much because I find them more tedious than fun um Jeanette do you work with the lighter weights and Jane if you're back do you work with the lighter I'm back weights? Now. I don't do anything okay. less than worsted weight I, I like worsted but that's about it I have yeah. I'm actually about to start a project with a lighter weight yarn because um Ooh. somebody that I know is having a baby and she lives in um i want to say tennessee but anyway wherever it is it's, like she doesn't need what we have for the worst in the book so let me tell you about lighter weights the ones okay. that i prefer are the uh sport weight and the dk weight oh my gosh Sport weight, well, I don't do fingering and I don't Ooh. do the lace yarns. Yeah. Um, I don't like to knit with anything smaller than a size four needle. Um, fours and five needles would be your, fours would be your, um, fours and fives would be your DK weight. Um, No, fives and sixes would be your DK weight and fours would be more likely your sport weight. What it really goes by though is how you gauge your stitches. For example, uh, sport weight is generally say um, 24 stitches to four inches. So it's like sure. six stitches equal an inch and I don't remember what the row count on this. Um, yeah. The DK is um, a little more. It's more like 26 stitches for six for four inches. Um, I do have a chart I can put on the list. I'll find it yeah, okay. tomorrow. Um, when would you use them? If you wanted to make a very light baby blanket or somebody needed a very light sweater, if you wanted something that wasn't quite worsted weight. Um, 
but projects on those do take longer. I yeah. will be using a DK weight, and I'll tell you right now, I know it's going to be size five because of the way my knitting gauges. And mm. that I'm starting tomorrow. She's going to have lots of rows and lots of oh, stitches. Oh, boy. Minimum yeah. of 210 stitches. Oh, that makes me tired just thinking about it. Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And I like yeah. to actually knit with bulky and super bulky. And and on a yarn label, it will give a suggested size needle for that particular yeah, like that. yarn. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can use that. But sometimes I just go my own way because I'm, like I said, I'm a rebel sometimes. So. <laughs> um, Did anyway, you talk and, about the last, the last stitch for the bind off when I got kicked off? Yes. Um, I did, oh, but okay. feel free to jump, feel free I, to I jump keep, in there and tell how you do I it. I keep getting kicked off. Um, I know. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Every time a, a notification comes in about the tornado warnings, it kick, you must not want to be on Zoom, obviously, so we kick you off. Right. Uh, so basically what I do for the, for the last stitch of the, of the bind off, uh, when, you're, when you're down to one stitch and that's the last stitch, um, I cut my yarn about six inches from the needle, the working yarn, cut it off the ball, off the skein. And I pull that stitch off with my fingers and keep the loop open and stick the, the end of the working yarn that I've just cut through that loop and pull it and it makes a knot. And it, you know, that's probably the way everybody does it, I would assume. So that's- yeah, There are some things we do alike. Oh, yeah, bet right. That's, yeah, pretty much what I told everybody. We don't good. knit alike. We don't cast on alike, but we cast yep. off alike. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. So. All right, great. So does anyone have any questions about what we've talked about? And we still have some time. It's only 20 till, according to my watch. Uh, this is Sarah again. Uh -huh. Got a question. What does DK stand for? You know, I honestly don't know, but it used oh, to be that you went from fingering to sports weight, and then they added the DK. Hello? This is Kathy. Uh -huh. This is yes, Kathy. Kathy. Uh, DK stands for double knitting. Oh, double knitting. Double knit. All right. Thank you. Huh. Okay. This is cool. Verlan, and I have a question. Okay. I've tried and tried, and my loops are always too tight. When you're casting on or when you're knitting or what? While I'm knitting. I can cast on fairly um, evenly, but maybe not exactly evenly and I try to do it loosely but as I'm going along it just is so tight and then by the time I was to bind off I like the suggestion you gave about using a bigger needle but it was mm -hmm. agonizing yeah to keep that bottom loop from fl falling off with the first yeah. loop mm -hmm. I have a question for you what size needle you're using I think these are a 10 or 10 and a half and what size oh. yarn What's it's your supposed to weight? be the 
bulky. I don't know the weight. I think it's, you know, you guys said to get okay. bulky or extra bulky. Right, so yeah. Bulky. You may need a larger size needle. You may be a tight knitter. Mm -hmm. Sounds like she You is, may need yeah. a larger size mm -hmm. needle. What's you the largest size they go up to? Oh, I've, well, got 19, 17. I've got a 35, thing that measures up to 50, but... <gasps> 50? Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen one that big, but it has a hole for a 50 needle. Oh, my okay. Lord. I have, actually, but oh, I have don't you? want to use it. What kind of yarn do you uh, use with that? It super, looks like a broomstick. Probably that fun fur like, that I have. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 50, big bat stuff. The 50 looks like a broomstick. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah, what do you cute. make out of that? Rugs, um, very, yeah, rugs. very, very quick blankets, like with four strands. You, you know, you'll see patterns that have like four strands knit together. Okay. I used wow. to call them speed sticks. <laughs> the big fifty mm. size fifty good needles, reason, right? Yeah, and they were supposed to be really quick. I haven't seen many projects with them lately. Mm. Oh, there are lots out there it just seems like even if wow. i used a bigger needle my loops are still gonna wind up being tight verlin are you holding your um working thread in your right hand or your left hand my left see that's what i do too um okay well, I don't working know. yarn working yarn yeah. is the yarn where it keeps getting bigger and bigger where it's the yarn where you're putting it over the other needle. Uh, the yarn that you wrap over the It comes needle. off the ball. Oh, oh the right. Amazing. I just checked to figure this out. Okay, I'm, I'm holding what I've knitted already on the needle that's on the needle in my left hand. In your left hand. And then uh -huh. I stick the right needle up underneath the loop, okay. wrap the yarn around, and then slide it off onto my okay. right. Okay, with which hand are you wrapping the yarn around? I'm using my right hand to wrap the yarn. Yeah, that's okay. what I do. Then I'm turning it over to Jane because I use my left hand. So <laughs> that's why I asked. Okay. I, I think what I would do is, is when you, after you put a stitch on your right hand needle, maybe use your fingers and just sort of pull it you know, to okay. loosen it a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, and then just, Make sure, I mean, it, it's, it's sort of, you know, you know, it's sort of fun, funny to think about, but calm down and be quiet and calm. <laughs> and if you're really hyper and, and tense and whatever, your knitting is going to get tense too. So she breathe a little bit, you know, and maybe loosen each stitch with your right hand, with your right thumb and forefinger after you put it on your right hand needle. Okay, so I can tell already this is going to take me forever, but I will she, be patient. She might be put when she's putting it on her right on her right needle. She might be pulling the working yarn too tight to tighten it. Yeah, when, when yeah. she's tightening it. Yeah, yeah. That's my that just relax a little bit. Yeah, relax a little and just loosen the, each stitch when you put it on, and then try I was not doing to that. pull on your working yarn to tighten it. Okay. So I remember reading that, something I about what I was doing. Yeah. You guys have a couple of hands up. Um, okay. Others, Debbie Green, go ahead and unmute yourself. Um, I just had uh, a thought. Um, when I'm knitting and I have the yarn in my right hand, 
I, I take the yarn that's leading to, to the balls of yarn and I have it wrapped loosely around my little finger on my right hand. Mm -hmm. and, and then what that means, I don't really have to hold tightly to the yarn in my right hand. I am just basically letting the yarn kind of flow through my hand. Yeah, that's what I do. And, and then that keeps me from, like, that keeps it loose. Yeah, I'm it keeps you from pulling on it. Mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, you also have Lucy's hand up. Okay. Lucy? Well, I know I'm not really supposed to chime in here, but I'm going to anyway. Of course I'm you are. Sure, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I agree with, with Debbie about the yarn, you know, try to keep it as loosely wrapped around your finger as you can. And I, the more, all I can say is the more you knit, the easier it will become and the easier your, your, your tension will become looser. Because I remember yeah. when I first started to knit, I mean, my stitches were so tight that they squeaked when I would try to move them up mm -hmm. the needle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's just a matter of trying to relax and um, make it try to come as naturally as you can. That's it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you very much. I'll give that a try. And okay. the other litmus test is when you finish the stitch, get in the habit of seeing if you can slide it along your needle. If you can slide it along your needle, then you're knitting loosely enough. Yeah, if you cannot true, move it on the needle, you're too tight. Yeah, but I think that's that's a mistake that a lot of beginning knitters make. I know my knitting instructor told me once that she had a student that the knitting was so tight she had to cut it off the needle. Oh, it wouldn't move. So I mean, mine's tight, but it's not that tight. But <laughs> but but uh, I, I'm a control freak, so I, I tend to knit really tight. But um, but yeah, just. The relaxing and and loosening your stitches and and uh, will will and practice will will probably help a lot. Yeah. Put on some meditation music. Yeah, you know that would be good. You know, <laughs> okay. that would yeah. it really would. Mm -hmm. You know, okay. Sarah again. Uh huh. Um, one thing I've I was doing the same thing. I was you know my thing my stitches were tight tight tight. One thing I found that helped is. Um, my working yarn from my ball or the skein, I'll make sure I have a lot so I'm not constantly pulling on the ball and it's just yeah. loose, yeah. already loose in my lap, my working yarn. That's a good uh, idea. I found that helpful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Linda Byers, your hand is up. Linda Byers, you can unmute. Sorry, I, um, I was going to say too, the different yarns that you're using make a difference on how tight you knit too, because some yarns have a lot more stretch. That's um, true. And yeah, that can make a lot really of difference. Well. And I really notice it because when I do the dishcloths, I'm using a cotton yarn, which doesn't stretch. Yeah. But when I make a shawl, I'm using a yarn that has stretch to it. So maybe even changing the yarn could, could help, you know, as you're learning to, to knit looser. Do I know, the yarns that have stretch have a certain type of name? I like the acrylic ones. See, I don't like acrylic. I, I, it squeaks in my hands. I don't like it. 
I like some of it and some of it I don't because it's not all the same, you know. It's different blends, you know. Now, I find that when I when I use worsted weight and like with the cotton and I pick the I I loosen the the stitches with my thumb and forefinger on my left hand and my left hand is killing me now my (laughs) back behind my uh, my thumb from from just that repetitive motion picking those stitches up with my left hand so I'm, (laughs) I'm having a terrible time. So yeah, but, when, you're, when you're doing the cotton, you really got to be knitting pretty loose. Yeah, um, that's true. I like the Red Heart. Um, oh, it comes in a Super Saper skein, and I usually use the oh yeah the acrylic yeah. weight. But the bigger, um, the heavier one, the chunky one, I think would work well too. Mm-hmm. But I have always gotten along really well with the Red Heart yarns. Yeah, I like Red Heart yarns, and I like Lion Brand, although homespun will split on you. So if you're a new knitter, you probably don't want homespun. That's what I was going to say about Red Heart. I find it doesn't split usually, which is Mm -hmm. a big plus. Yeah. I might suggest if you like a wool acrylic blend, if you don't want straight acrylic, look for Encore yarn. It's, I think... Hmm. Plymouth. Depending on Plymouth Encore. That's Plymouth one of my bed spreads. I'm using Plymouth Encore. It's lovely yarn. It Depending is. on where you buy it, it's either 6535 or 7525. But it has just enough wool that it makes yes. it easy for beginners. Mm-hmm. And I've seen several knitting teachers teach beginners with that yarn. It does not yeah. split. It is worsted weight. You can use anything from a seven to a nine inch needle. And if you want to do a baby blanket, I've even seen people use tens because it will make it nice and soft because it'll make your weave less tight. And I'm actually doing a blanket for my husband and I in that yarn at the moment. Yeah. Ladies, just so you know, we have about eight minutes left in this hour. Okay. Okay. Plymouth Yarn Company, you have to have a big order to order from them, but uh, yarn.com webs um, sells Plymouth Encore <clears throat> yarn sometimes. And I've gotten some from them. Vanna's Choice by Lion Brand is nice, too. Uh, Malabrigo is for- nice, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Huh. And for bulkier yarn, especially in colder areas, I, I love the Woolies Thick and Quick. And my mother lives in California, so you'd think she wouldn't need it, but she gets cold all the time. And I made her an afghan out of the Woolies Thick and Quick, and she's like, oh, this is so mm. warm and nice. So I, really I like Burnett Softy Chunky. <laughs> I do, too. Yeah, I've got I a love Burnett Softy Chunky. I got a lot of that. Yeah, yeah me, too. So um, for the beginners, um, you're comfortable with continuing your knitting for another couple of weeks. And if you want to bind off one thing and start something else, you can do that. Um, Just to make sure that you're comfortable with that before you learn to purl. And after you knit and purl, you can do stockinette stitch. You can do all sorts of patterns. 
and uh, that'll be fun. Yes. Yeah, once you learn to pearl, it's kind of like the world is your oyster. It doesn't mean you can do everything because I still can't, but um, but you can do so much more when you can combine the knit and the pearl stitch in different ways. <clears throat> it, it really helps you branch out as far as different textures are concerned, and I love texture. Yeah. Jeannie likes seed stitch. Yes, I love seed stitch. And um, for there's a lady named Emily, and some of us know about her. She does designs by Emily. Oh, yeah. And while she gives people an option to do other borders, the on most of the um, dish rags or dish cloths that I've seen from her, she does the seed stitch border. So I like that. Mm -hmm. Donna has her hand up. Okay. Yes. So, um, oh, I almost forgot my question now. Um, <laughs> I've done that. Mm -hmm. Darn. Um, <laughs> that's old age for you. Um, um, so, um, when you're making different things, how do you know, like, how many to cast on? I guess you have to go by the pattern for that, right? Yeah. Or is there a common? Well, for, for things with a pattern you do, but to make a scarf or a dishcloth, you sort of, you can make them as wide as you want. Um, usually like for a scarf, maybe 26 or 30 or, or something like that, depending on how wide you want it. 20 to 30 or so, depending yeah. on how wide you want it and what size yarn you're using. And how on a how bulky many yarn, you wouldn't want 20 to 30. No, no, <laughs> right. no, not for bulky, no. And and for like a dishcloth, how many would you put on? Uh, well, the, work, the easy one says 68. Right. And, and, but, and what size yarn do you use for that? Four, size right? seven. I mean, uh, size seven needles with worsted weight yarn. Okay. okay. And the yeah, other thing, I, I, I remember my question now. So, and you want to get okay? Do you do do any of y'all like do y'all like metal needles mm. or do you like the oh, um, bamboo needles? I have mainly. And we're metal all ones. gonna have different answers on this one. Go yeah. ahead. I've I've have mainly metal ones. I did buy some bamboo ones. Uh, they were all right. I like the metal ones. Uh, then there's always the question of straight versus circular needles. And yep. I, I am a very violent person, <laughs> and I have broken two circular needles. Wow. Um, I must push the, the needle into my leg when I move my yarn or something, and I've broken two size 10 circular needles. So I don't like them because they, they, the cable tends to wrap around your wrists and get in the way, um, depending on what brand. Um, some circular needles, the cables are better than others. Yeah. Chow Thu yeah. is a really nice one. Uh, they yeah. don't yeah. tend to wrap yeah. around your wrists as much. Adi wraps around your wrist and is terrible. Um, but um, so you can either use straight needles or circular ones. I like straight ones. Um, and I like metal ones. Um, so <laughs> it just, it's, a, it's a personal preference. Yeah. And I've, I've knitted with, pla with plastic and with um, bamboo or other kinds of wood like one set I have is birch and I've knitted with metal and I never think of myself as a hard knitter but I have some 
wood shalgu needles, and you can actually feel little chips or indentations oh, in oh. those where I've knitted with them. <laughs> so ultimately, I prefer the metal because I know those aren't going to break. And They're I'm not going to break, but they sure do bend. I sat so, on a pair of needles once. Oh, really? So are there, there, so there are different types of wood needles? Yes, there are yeah. birch, there's bamboo, uh, there may be some others, I'm not sure, but those those two I know for sure, yeah. What's the difference in those two? Like, I'm using bamboo right now. Okay, just probably the the feel and how the stitches move on them, and I don't know which one is stronger than the other, but, um, you know, it's, and I have some wood needles, I forget what brand they were, they're straight needles, and yours are probably smooth, but these were not very smooth. They weren't splintery, but but they weren't real smooth. And so I wouldn't think the yarn would slide on those. Oh, it does. No, it, it, does? Well, it, does. It, it does. It does. Yeah, and it does. And you guys would all hate me because I'm using a 36-inch long plastic needle with two handles that I can take off and just exchange size needles if I that was the to. next thing i was going to talk about because i've noticed <laughs> that on um, um yeah. i saw those on amazon where you can get either the wood or the metal um to mm -hmm. and, and put the round on each you know is that hard is it easy is it obvious how to do it it, it depends on which brand They're you buy different. yeah yeah the I ones i have are the I, I had some oddy ones and you just stick them in and and they came off in the middle of my project. Oh, here's the thing, off. Jean. Is it Jean or Jane? Jane. Here's That's the Jane. thing. The Audi, it's my understanding that you need a key for those. And you no, need not these. Oh, all right. They, they changed didn't have from a key. them. Yeah, um, they, they didn't. Uh, now, um, I was going to get some other ones that, that have a key, but. No, but they are terrible. The keyholes are like, so small. They're awful. I, I'm just going to use them. straight needles. So well, I love yeah. I love Chowgu, and I do have interchangeables. So that means I have some cables, and then I have every size mm -hmm. from four. You said Chowgu. Chowgu. How do they fasten? I A O G O O. How do oh, they I fasten the cables? Fasten yeah. um, the They screw on, and they do have a, a screw key on. I'm able to, well, See? yeah, you, yeah. They screw on, and then you tighten them with the key. So that they don't come oh. unscrewed in the middle of your thing. No, that would be um, good. And, and I want to put a plug. Pride. Yeah. I want to okay, put a ahead. plug for Let's the Denise knitting. Oh, I was just going to bring that up again. Um, for because what? the Denise knitting, I have been knitting with them for two and a half years. I have never had a tip come off. What they is are that? twist Denise knitting needles. Is it? Oh, it's a brand. They are plastic. Um, you can get them on Amazon. You can call the company directly. For those of us who Lion hate, Brand also sells them. I've seen them on Lion Brand. Too. The Denise knitting needles. Yeah. I don't. That's new. They didn't used to be. But what I like about them is you. They just twist in and twist out. But it's a very strong fact twist. Huh. You just have to understand where. The way the needle is, there's a hole and a point, and you put the point inside the hole in the tip, and you turn it one quarter tip, turn to the right to 
put it on, one you quarter turn to the, yes, you do. See, that's where my, my Audi was, and that's why they came off, so I don't know. I have I've had never a, had a Denise one come off, uh, never, I ever. And I yeah, know I someone who uses Audi and has had the same <laughs> issue that you've had, so mm, I understand okay. what you're saying. Oh, you guys have been helpful. Terrible. Thank you. Okay. Maybe, uh, Rosanna uh -huh. has had her hand up for quite a while. Oh, Rosanna. come to the end of this first hour. So um, I just want you to know that. Rosanna asked her question. Sure. Not that I phone has left the meeting. Actually, it was more of a comment than a question. On because of hearing you, I gave made me. I have never had problems with. I use I use circular needles pretty much all the time, and I have never had a problem. And as far as talking about dishcloths with borders, uh, I actually have this certain kind of dishcloth that I make. Uh, I knit, like, uh, do any of you know about a pattern that goes like from corner to corner? Uh, mm -hmm. That's what I do. I sell them at a uh, store around here. They go very fast. They sell pretty okay. good. And is when 